Welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. Jacob Dahlin, your host here from, well, how are we going to say this, Ryan? From California, from Canada, or uh, North Carolina? What, 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 how do you describe yourself? Uh, when people ask me where I'm from, I, I say North Carolina. All right, good, good. So, Ryan Hay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, and uh, thanks for having me on. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. Yeah, so let's start with where are you? You're sitting in the forest right now. Yeah, I'm sitting in uh, North Vancouver, British Columbia in my billet house. And the ceiling, for those who are listening on the podcast, you don't see the ceiling, but it's actually uh, a uh, tapestry of uh, of trees, yeah. trees. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the forest. Uh, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. So uh, you and I have a little bit of background. Uh, we're both here in North Carolina from the beginning. Uh, you played against my son, never played with him in on a team, right? I did not play against them a bunch of times, but never on the same team. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, so known, known you and the family for a pretty long time and, uh, and awesome to kind of, now you did play in a tournament, I believe in the CCM that one year in Chicago. Oh yeah. In, the, in Chicago, we did play on that one team. That's that right. In the, in the spring, I think. So it was kind of fun. And, uh, oh, yeah. that was a fun trip. Definitely was. All right. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, you're in, uh, uh, North Van. What, 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 how do you describe it? North Vancouver. Yep, I'm in the district of North Vancouver in uh, BC. Yeah. So what we want to talk about is, of course, we'll go back and talk about your background, and then main topic here today. And I think it's a timely one. Lots of stuff is happening in the British Columbia hockey, junior hockey, with BCHL and the AJHL and the five teams that just announced last week. Um. Um. So, but but with that, uh, I thought it would be cool to talk about where you play and which is in the PIJHL, which is, uh, I have to look at my notes, Pacific Junior Hockey League. But then there's two other kind of sister leagues. And we, can, you and I kind of talked offline about the speculation a little bit of, of next year yeah. and Hockey Canada. And, and I think it'd be a good opportunity for both of us to kind of chat about that topic of how it's like there what's the level like uh mm -hmm. and so on and um and so on but why don't we start uh it, it says for those who don't know if you look on uh, elite prospects ryan hay h-a-y and uh i i went away from it uh defenseman hasn't always played defenseman so we'll talk about that but you're a defenseman 511 185 uh originally from newport beach california but i know you're a dual citizen with family from in from canada um and currently in the junior a in north vancouver wolf pack so but take us back uh so uh, all right how did you end up in uh newport beach california um so my mom was born and raised in calgary alberta and uh, my dad was born in Toronto and moved to Calgary. And then his parents ultimately moved to California. And um, after high school, my dad went back to Calgary, where, where he met my mom. They were both in school there for a couple of years. And when they finished up, well, actually, when my dad was finished with school, my mom was still in school. They decided to move back to California. And um, that's where I was born. Uh, lived there for just under two years. And then my dad's job in California took him out to Charlotte NC, and that's been home ever since. Yep, yep. 
outside of, I think, Indian Trail, right? Mint Hill. Mint so, Hill, okay. On town cool. over. Yep. So you're at, so for those who don't know, little, little small suburbs of, of, of Charlotte, North Carolina. Awesome place. And grow up there in, um, mainly in the, so that was back in the day when it was uh, Charlotte Checkers, Junior Checkers from the beginning. Yep. It was Junior Checkers and then it turned into the Rush and now it's Queen City Royals. Yep. So, yeah. Took a little detour in uh, Greer with the Carolina Rage. For a couple yeah, I spent of years. two years down there with the Rage. My four, 13 U and 14 U year, I played for the Carolina Rage and then came back to Queen City. And then uh, a little short stint with the North Carolina Golden Bears. And then the and then all of a sudden you decided, because uh, I thought for sure you were going to go and become a pilot. Yeah, I definitely thought about that. And um, But hockey is my true passion, and it's something I'm hoping to pursue through college, which is why I'm – playing junior hockey so i mean i'm just all in on hockey so but before that you ended up let's see here so after your u16 year or you're after in the middle of your u18 year you had the opportunity to go to let me see what it was was it honey baked or no you went to copyware first correct yeah uh, i was playing for the golden bears u18 team and then uh we went up to detroit and played against copyware and uh they lost a defenseman and then their coach reached out to me asking if I'd be interested in making the switch. And I uh, decided to go ahead with that. And I played the majority of last season in CompuWare. Yeah, I uh, had a great time there. And um, in the spring, I went back up to Michigan to try out for teams and uh, decided to go back to honey baked at the beginning of this season. Yep. So yeah, spent about a year and a half in the Detroit area. And what was that? What was that like? Because we haven't really talked too much about, I mean, there's really three meccas, I would say, of high school or or U18 high school age hockey. You got the Northeast hotbed with the prep schools and yeah. and some of the AAA teams there. You got the Detroit, or I guess you would just call it the Michigan model, and then you got the high school in, in Minnesota. A um, yeah. little bit different than, I mean, growing up in North Carolina, there's, there's uh, good hockey, but it's not it's not concentrated like it is up there. What, what, what's the big difference? Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many good teams in such a small area. Like, um, I think there's nine teams in Michigan, nine AAA teams, and there's probably only 115 in the country. So, I mean, a good chunk of the AAA teams are right there in Michigan. So, uh, it's pretty much every league game is a highly competitive game. You don't really take many nights off. It's all good, high-level hockey. There's always someone watching. And, I mean, you see it everywhere. You go to the grocery store, you can see two different teams, uh, like apparel on just random kids. It's <laughs> hockey's a, it's, it's everywhere in Michigan. And and not so much travel. I mean, I think that the for, for no. those who don't know, living in Charlotte, uh, which is a big city, but still, you know, a – tier two uh, youth programs. And if you wanted to try to make it to the next level, sure. They have junior with, with USPHL, but if you want to play in college, you probably, you pretty much have to move somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, but, and, and, and the, the AAA programs down here means lots of travel and airfare lots travel travel. and, and a little bit of an advantage of being in a, in a concentrated uh, uh, spot like that. Uh, 
But then uh, this year, so let's go into this kind of uh, how in the heck did you end up in Vancouver, a little far away from uh, from from North Carolina? Yeah, so um, I was just playing in um, Detroit, just going throughout my season, and then the general manager reached out to me. They were looking for a stay-at-home defenseman, and uh, they were having a hard time kind of they were giving up too many goals basically. And they reached out to me, see if I'd be interested in coming out for a tryout. So uh, this was on a Saturday. I remember this because it was just happened. We were in the middle of a Maha showcase and uh, my dad was actually up there and uh, we were talking to the general manager on the phone and uh, my dad and I thought it'd be a good experience to go kind of get my feet wet and juniors, see what it was like. And uh, two days later I was on a plane going to North Vancouver uh, I was there for a week. I practiced all week and then I watched two games. I wasn't able to play because of paperwork stuff, but I mean, I watched the two games and um, it was good hockey and um, they ended up offering me a spot on the team to finish the rest of the season there. So uh, I went back to Detroit for about a week and a half to finish up my last few games before Christmas break. Then uh, Christmas break came, I went back to Charlotte and I sat down with my parents and I uh, decided to that it was going to be the right move for my career to move on to North Vancouver, get my get my foot in the door at the junior A level and um, start playing against older, better players. And yeah. uh, that's kind of how I ended up here. And and uh, interesting, since you are a dual citizen, Canadian and U.S., how does that, did that help out or in that, is, is the PIJHL um is that restricted with americans or canadians it is now now that they've been elevated to junior a it um they follow the same rules of the cj all the team all the leagues in the cj so they do have to follow the import rules but it really wasn't a factor for my team because i only had two kids out of country so i mean had i been going to a team that had maxed out the imports it would have been helpful but it really didn't matter for me they yeah. just kind of they rostered me as an American because it was right coming up on the trade deadline and they knew they weren't getting any more imports. So it yeah, it could have been helpful, but in the situation it really didn't mean too much. But from a from a for the Swedish listener here, it is a closed league to Europeans, right? Uh, I do believe so, with an exception. There's a few there are some Ukrainians that Ukrainians, got some, yeah, got, got they got status, but yeah, I do believe there's no Europeans in there. Yeah. So, uh, but a little bit of, you mentioned kind of paperwork and going that from one country to another, because you, what you were talking about here is going from a US, USA hockey uh, rostered program. And now you had to go to uh, hockey Canada program so yeah you have a canadian passport which helps from a travel standpoint um yep i would assume uh but how did how did that go walk us through kind of the the process of changing did the team kind of do that for you or did you have to apply and register through hockey canada um so the way it, before anything could move forward with the north van was i had to get completely released from honey baked so they had to sign off on my michigan amateur hockey association release saying that i was no longer on their roster and then there was also i believe another form that said i was in good standing with honey baked saying that i wasn't leaving with anything outstanding like balance or anything like that and then um i just had to sign 
the form that it was called like USA hockey slash hockey Canada junior transfer form. So it filled out where it was coming from um, and where it was going to uh, both the directors of each pro or the general manager here had to sign it. And the director of honey baked had to sign it. And then I just registered for a hockey Canada number and sent that to the Wolfpack and they kind of just took care of the rest of it for me. How is there a transfer fee uh, between hockey Canada and USA hockey? international transfer uh i believe so but i don't know what it is <laughs> that's okay that's all right because i know that for the europeans that can be a, a big deal going from sweden to to the u.s uh if you do an international transfer it's 1500 bucks which is oh, not wow. cheap. yeah i know it was not that much i think if anything it was like 50 bucks okay all right yeah it's it could be a pretty pretty substantial um transfer and I, and I think the same thing between hockey canada and usa hockey if you went to a you know from one roster to another roster within season um create some financial disincentives when it comes to junior teams yeah uh, and and these type of things but sounded like that 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 things went pretty smooth uh yeah when you were in detroit uh you billeted there so not necessarily a a, a new thing were you going to Vancouver? Yeah, no, I mean, I've been billeting for three seasons, one in Boston, one in Detroit with a brief stint in Raleigh. And then um, this year in Detroit, now Vancouver. That's right. Cause you were at uh, North shore in Boston. I forgot about that. Too. Correct. My second year U 16, I went up to Boston before. Yeah. 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 Poor parents. They didn't get to see you much. Yeah, no, they have not seen me much. They, uh, the pandemic happened. I was home too much and uh, they shipped me out after that. Got sick yep. of me. Yep. Yeah. They were, uh, I remember talking to your dad around that time and he said, life was so good, calm. And uh, the only thing you had to do is send your money. <laughs> no, pretty much. <laughs> yep. I <laughs> uh, just, uh, just kidding. Uh, anyway. So, all right. So what do you think? So what was your first impression when you went to practice? Because that was a kind of a, good thing right to go there go practice on both ends i'm sure they were evaluating you and you mm -hmm. had the chance to figure out is this what i want to do because because u18 AAA for honey baked is arguably you're playing against the best of the best in in that area and how was the what was the differences what was the first impressions very first skate very first impression was these guys are way stronger okay like in the corners and like in triple A along boards along the boards, I'm a so like I'm a pretty strong guy. Like I'm not small by any means. I would be able to hold my own pretty well. But like I remember this perfectly. It was the first rep. I was going into the corner for like we were doing a battle drill. And um I was going against Matthew Carneal, and he's a like six foot two, 20 year old. And um he kind of threw me around a little bit. Like I wasn't prepared for it. He the guys there are just stronger. They're more close to grown men than they are boys, if any more. So my yep. first impression was, wow, I'm going to have to get stronger. So, and then just like uh, doing line rushes and accepting rushes and things like that. I just realized they're faster too. It was just, everything was bigger and stronger and faster. Like everything was just ramped up a good notch. And, uh, and what was the, what about from an organizational level, you're going from a U18 AAA but it's still considered youth hockey, right? 
Correct. So you're going into juniors. What are the biggest differences? Talk about the locker room uh, as an example. Um. Yeah. So the a lot more is handled by the amongst the players in junior hockey. So in in the locker room uh, in AAA, the coaches would be in there often. Uh, I mean, if there's an issue, the coaches usually solved it. Or um, there's a disciplinary action needed. It was usually through the coaches at some in AAA. But in junior hockey, you have your coaches and your general manager who they coach, they set the lineup, they talk to you about hockey, and that's usually like they'll they're friendly and they're there for you if you need it. But that's usually as far as that goes in terms of locker room things. So like any issues in the locker room and junior or anything like that, that's all gone through the captains. The captains take care of any problems in the locker room. If anyone's acting out, they nip it in the butt. Um, there's just, there's a lot more on the players in junior hockey. You have to take a lot, take more responsibility for your actions and such. And uh, yeah, it's just falls more onto us as players. Yeah. Well, give me some examples of things that were like, Ooh, I wasn't, uh, didn't know about this. Um, do you have court? We do have court. Uh, we have, uh, and then just, uh, rookie duties and stuff like that. We didn't have in AAA. So like I'm a rookie now, so I have to do whatever a vet tells me whenever they tell me to do it. Um, so yeah, we just, um, yeah, like taking out the trash, filling up the water bottles. There's just, um, basically just chores, nothing crazy. Picking so, up pucks. Yeah, picking up pucks, taking out the extra sticks for warm up or warm ups and practice. It's just the rookies t- do a lot of the chores in the locker room, things like that. What's your what's your uh, experience with that in terms of you think is a good thing or a bad thing? I personally think it's a good thing because um, if someone comes into a junior team and they were the top guy in AAA or prep or wherever they were playing, it's kind of a it's a piece of humble pie. It kind of brings everyone back down to earth and gets everyone on the level headed. So, I mean, it's nothing crazy. It's just like a little reminder. You're still new in this league. You have to like earn your ice time. It's, I personally think it's a good thing. What about on the bus? Uh, specific seats? Uh, in the Pacific Junior Hockey League, it's all greater Vancouver area. So we actually don't bus. Okay. All right. We don't ever have to stay out of town. We come back to the billets every night after every game, which is, I personally think, a huge plus. I think our furthest game is not even 100 miles away. Nice. It's nice. all pretty central to Vancouver. So I personally love it. Get to sleep in my own bed every night. Okay. Uh, so give me some examples. Have you gotten fined yet? Uh, I have not. You have not? All right. I well, have not. But this- granted, we have not done court since I've been here. Okay. All right. I was going to say now when you're on this podcast, you will be fine. So, Oh, I know. (laughs) It'll be good. It'll be good. All right. Let's talk a little bit about, so in Vancouver, I mean, in British Columbia, which I'm assuming Vancouver is the uh, capital. Uh, I know it's the biggest city, but I'm not sure if it's the capital. All right. Yeah. I don't know the answer. So I, I, um, anyway, so you have the BCHL, which is of course, the the big uh, the big league which so what's your impression of the BCHL have you been to any of the games? Um, I have not, but we've had a couple BCHL kids come out and skate with us that were either on Christmas break or coming back from injury. So I've got a little taste of it, but I have not yeah. been to any games. I mean, I would argue, and just for me, BCHL is is uh, uh, right there 
in between USHL and, and the NAL, I would say. I yeah. completely agree. And then now, of course, they, they left Hockey Canada, allowed European imports and, and I think more U.S. imports. I'm not sure exactly what the changes are with the rules, but it has made them stronger from a – it hasn't had a ma mass exodus of players that mm -hmm. some people thought. I would argue that it got stronger. Whether or not yeah. it's going to remain strong, uh, it, does not, it definitely hasn't fell off year one. Yeah, not by any means. Now, uh, year two, they're announcing that that the top five teams from the AJ is moving over, include, including Brooks, which I would argue uh, would is going to be interesting to see, but probably going to be one of the top teams in the BCHL as well. Yeah. Um, it is one of the programs that, that graduates the most D1 commitments from Hockey Canada. Of course, the major juniors from uh, – OHL, WHL, and the Q uh, are not eligible. So when you're mm -hmm. looking at where does the NCAA D1 commits come from, it is by far BCHL, AJHL is second, and Brooks specifically has a big chunk of the AJ. So, you know, we'll see how this is going to translate. It's certainly going to be interesting, but, uh, what are your thoughts? We talked a little bit about speculation here about what the landscape in the junior A is not going to stay the same next year. Yeah, no, definitely not. Are you guys so for you as a player being U.S. grown here? Uh, what's the what's the what's the chatter around the locker room? Everybody talks about it. I'm sure, right? Yeah. So, um, word on the street is that. Um, the top team so the way it works is the there's three junior a leagues in british columbia uh this year at, after the elevation there's the vancouver island junior hockey league the pacific junior hockey league that i am and and the k i think it's the kootenai international hockey yep. league yep um so those are the three junior a leagues in bc and the at the end of the hockey season there's what's called the cyclone taylor cup and um, that is the champions of all three leagues plus the host, which this year it's in Kimberly, British Columbia. So it's kind of like um, the championship of all the BC leagues. So that's going to go on in, I believe, April. But um, what I believe is going to happen is the top teams from each of these leagues are going to combine and make a CJHL, British Columbia Junior A Hockey League that'll next season. So that's kind of the word on the street right now. And um, that's kind of what it's looking like it's going to happen. But um, I don't really know what teams are involved or what that entails. I don't – I mean, I don't have much knowledge about it. I've only been here three weeks. I'd, until maybe a month and a half ago, I didn't really know much about BC hockey at all. <laughs> you and I like, so it's good. It's, that's why it's fun to talk about these things. What's uh, Let me ask you too, is it, because uh, this is a little bit of difference be between in the in the tier two, you know, it's a little cleaner in the U.S. when you got USA Hockey, you, you have USHL is tier one and the NAL is the, is the tier two. And then you have the, uh, the other programs like the NA, uh, EHL and the USPHL is considered tier three. And then NCDC is kind of, you know, out there as an independent um, uh, and so on. But NCDC and, and NAL are, are 
tuition free. Mm-hmm. Of course, NCDC, you pay billet fees. Canada is a little bit different. You know, it's not necessarily tuition free everywhere. Yeah. From what I've heard, pretty much everywhere in Canada, including the AJ, has some sort of fee. Like it varies based on the um, caliber of the league, but there is fees involved in every league in Canada, except I don't think the B- I think the BCHL is privately funded. I don't think there's any fee there, but Correct. everything under the CJHL has some fee for all the players, whether it's $500 or $2,000. It, it, it really varies depending on the league, the ownership and just the funding that each team has. What's the number of people that are attending? How many, how many spectators do you have on, on the, in the games? Um, for our home games, it probably varies between like 150. And then when we have a, like promotional nights, sometimes we get around 500. Nice. So it's, it's, it's fun. We have a small rink, so it seems really full, but there's not that many people there. Yeah. But it's definitely, it's definitely fun. Yeah. And I think that, it, but, but the big difference is that it's, it's a, it's not like the USPHL elite and premier and the NA where you're looking at maybe 10,000 plus billet fees. Mm-hmm. Uh, it no. is cheaper to uh, to play in Canada, but not always free. Yeah, correct. And what about equipment? Do they provide deals or do you have to pay your own way with equipment? We get helmets, pant shells and gloves and um, free skate sharpenings. And we get, uh, I think we have, we have a stick deal with one of the local shops. So yep. it's. We don't get sticks, but we do have a deal with one of the local shops. So, um, uh, and talk about the coaching staff, because I think this is a big difference. When you look on elite prospects between the junior junior um, programs in Canada, very big difference in number of coaches and 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 the staff around. What's it like at, in, in your team? Do you have a, you said you had a general manager who is the head coach? Our head coach is Mike Borelli. And is he also the general manager, or is he he is no. strictly the head coach? And then so then you he's got a GM, who's the business. Yeah, operator. we have our GM, who's also he's our assistant coach, but um, we have an independent head coach. So our general manager is Matt Sampson. Our uh, head coach is Mike Borelli, um, and then we have two other assistant coaches. Okay. So we have four, usually four guys on the bench for every game. Yeah, are these guys full time? Or are they volunteers or? Um, our head coach, they're at every single practice game and everything. I do believe our assistant coaches have other careers. Yep. But I do believe, like, I know this is our GM's full-time job, and I know that this is our head coach's full-time job. Yeah. I just think that it's a, uh, you know, that's a pretty good staff for a, you know, it's not a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a structure that is, has a good strong base versus mm-hmm. some that are like, yeah, the GM is the head coach and they have a volunteer assistant coach or two that, yeah. you know, and you, the, the, the meals are pizza from uh, little Caesars, you know? Um, yeah. So, and, and I think yeah, we def- we're definitely taken care of. We have like, we have, Usually forwards coach, a defense coach, um, head coach kind of going back and forth. And our other assistant coach is just kind of going back and forth. He's one of the assistant coach that doesn't work with the forwards. He usually runs the special teams units and stuff like that. So 
everybody's it's not like falling all on one person it's definitely a well-oiled machine yeah and then you probably have a billet coordinator and billet parents and yada yada yeah great billets yeah um what's a what's it like in a week and how does that compare to u18 triple a with ice time skills practice games that kind of stuff um we have more games in a week usually than there's usually more games in u18 um but it's pretty much the same amount of hockey we practice usually i usually get mondays off um depending upon the game schedule for that week but we tend to have mondays off and then we practice usually tuesday through friday sometimes we have a game sprinkled in there in the week and um have games on the weekend, usually either Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, or like this week we have a game Thursday. So we play Thursday and Sunday. So it's usually two to three games a week yeah. and uh, practice other days. And usually we get at least one full day off a week. Yeah. And uh, so let's look at your roster age wise, I think, because this is cool to kind of get really nerdy about, but it's a, it looks like the D squad is pretty young, but the yeah four- we are all pretty much all rookies except for one player, uh, which is probably not common. I mean, if you no. look at forwards, you have a lot of O threes in here: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight O threes. So, which I'm yeah, assuming pretty pretty veteran up front. Yeah, uh, goalies. Oh golly, you got seven goalies. No, <laughs> our it's our elite prospects is pretty out of date. We have three, yeah, two oh sixes and an oh three. Yeah, it also on elite prospects right now it shows twelve defensemen, but I'm assuming you got eight. Uh, seven, seven. All right. Uh, well, at least you got one extra, so you can mm-hmm. run practices a little bit. Um, yeah, convenient. Um, so uh school wise you're uh because you graduated in last year right correct so are you uh are you taking some classes or are you taking this yeah i'm taking um community college classes uh through central piedmont community college um under the credits to stay eligible for ncaa but also just trying to knock some of my prerequisites out of the way while i'm playing juniors yeah Try to stay on top of it, not uh, not lose my, all my brains. Are you uh, have you been able to? Are you doing all asynchronous classes where? Yeah, I've been able to do the, them all online. Yeah, with the three with the three hour time difference, it's a little challenge to be in even online synchronous where you're logging on at the same time is a challenge. Yeah, it's been nice that they're all asynchronous. It's usually pre recorded lectures. So I can kind of just watch the like teaching part of the course whenever it's convenient and then just do my schoolwork. Uh, they usually give me like all my assignments on Monday and they give you till Friday to get them all done. So it's nice with the junior hockey schedule to be able to work at your own pace and whatever it's convenient, not have to worry about sitting in a two hour lecture on a Zoom. Yeah. No, that's awesome. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit here, looking towards the future. Cause I, so how long is the season? Uh, when, when's the last regular season game for you guys? I Beginning think around February 15th. Okay. So it's, it's pretty early. Okay. Yeah. And are you guys in a, you guys, I think I looked and you said, I think I saw that you were third in the division. 
Yes, correct. We just clinched a playoff spot. Ooh, nice. Yep. Um. So what does that mean? Uh, playoffs could when? How long does the season run? And and then what is what I, where I'm going at? Um. Yeah. So the playoffs are seven game series, with an exception of the play in series on each side. So the play in series is a three game series between the fourth and the fifth seed to see who's going to get in. That that's a three game series. And then, um, so after the regular season, all the teams that are top three in each division usually get a week off of games for the play-in series to take place. And everyone just kind of like recharge the batteries for playoffs. Um, and then, yeah, so it's usually the one versus the four on each side and then the two versus the three. And then the winner of each series plays each other and then it goes to the championship game. So Cyclone Cups at the beginning of April, which is usually when all the leagues are done. Uh, yep. with their playoffs so playoffs go all the way to the end of march essentially so yeah so you're you're hoping to be up in the uh, getting into the uh, rainy season in british <laughs> yeah. Columbia. hopefully hopefully we make it all the way to cyclone that would be that's that's our ultimate goal but we I mean we're just taking it one one game at a time we have a pretty big game coming up this thursday actually playing um richmond Sawgrass, guys and they've lost like one game yeah, so it should be a two-year test. Yeah, they have 38 and one. Their goal differential is uh 241, four and 92 against. So uh they're only 149 goals in the plus. Um so pretty good. Um so that'll be fun. We can keep up. Are are they uh are they televising these on YouTube or they have their own channel? Uh all our games are on flow hockey. On flow hockey, okay. Is that a paid? I haven't looked into that. Is that a paid prescription or subscription? Yeah, it's basically just Hockey TV's new name. Okay. Yeah, I do believe Flow Hockey acquired Hockey TV. Okay. All right, that's don't awesome. quote me on that, but that's what I think happened. Yeah. So how does it work? Since you came in not at the beginning of the season and came kind of the traditional way, because um, I would imagine that. This gives you a lot of, uh, if we're looking forward, you have options of going juniors in the U.S. or you don't know what it's going to look like in 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 Canada in, in the future. So returning could be an option for you there, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, assuming they get the bump to the combined league, it would definitely be a great option to come back. Yeah. And, and I'm, I would imagine everybody's in the same position to be like, yeah, I mean, the point about all of this is eventually advancing to be able to get be in a get, great spot to be able to uh, be looked at for for NCAA um, or or U sports for that matter. I mean, it's not a bad yeah. option in Canada, um, but how does it work? So what's the chatter around? Like, is there a lot of them are are, are looking at at the end of the season tryout camps what's the difference between main camps in the null and the tryout camps or the id camps in the in the cjhl uh so spring camps are or the id camps as you call them are essentially just like a they're basically a tryout for main camp um it's kind of like a pre-draft camp in the null like they have yep. so you uh you if you get if a team's interested in you, they might invite you right to main camp. But 
uh, oftentimes you're going to have to go to their spring camp first. You're going to have to do well. And then usually there, they I mean, they might sign a couple of LOIs, which is like a tender out of spring camp, but um, you usually just get invited back to main camp and then they usually pick the team out of there. And I, and I know that this is all kind of because you're, you haven't been there that long. So I'm sure that you're, you're learning the ropes, but, but you hear people yeah. talk about it. Right. So, yeah. but you know how it is in the U S where pre-drafts can be a money grab and pretty much everybody that wants to get to go to a main camp. And now main camps has, you know, 200 people in them and, and stuff exactly. like that. Yeah. What do you hear about hockey Canada? Is it kind of the same way where the spring camp is like the pre-draft, but, or is it a little bit more select? Um, from what I've heard, the spring camps are very hit or miss depending on the organization. Yeah. Uh, if it's an organization with deep pockets, it's usually more worthwhile. But if it's an organization that has to do a lot of fundraising and stuff in the off season, it tends to be 12 teams, 400 kids. So it's just kind of have to do your research before going. It seems like, um, yeah, it's just kind of what a lot of the boys around the room say. They're like, just be careful because uh, you don't want to like, for someone like me coming from North Carolina, you don't want to fly across the continent to just basically play a glorified pickup game. Yeah. So how do you, how do you look at that in terms of, because you know that you're still, even though you're in, you're a new guy. So you're probably gonna, you're not going to have enough games to be able to, I mean, you certainly got an advantage of a kid that is coming directly out of U18, you know, at the end of the season. But yeah. you're still kind of a new guy, so um, the. But you also have to balance that to to main camps in the NOL. Yeah, this is true. It's I don't, I don't know. It's just personally, I just kind of look at elite prospects and uh, look at the number of guys aging out and uh, see where the real opportunity is. If uh, someone's telling me there's a lot of opportunity, but they have four oh five right handed D that played there last year, I have a hard time believing that there really is opportunity because they're going to have guys that have two years left in my same position. So, I mean, I just like to do my research and uh, kind of see how it goes, see what it looks like and just uh, see if I know anybody on the team and talk to them and see what it's truly like. But yeah, yeah. I just generally try to do a lot of research beforehand. So what's your uh, kind of wrapping it up here, but what's your, what's your recommendation in terms of, because I knew you didn't know anything. You, you, you jumped, stepped out on faith here and kind of, yeah, this would be a cool thing to do and and good hockey. But what, have you regretted it, or I'm 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 saying that I know you haven't regretted it. But what what do you tell people that don't know anything about the about the league that you're in, and uh, would you recommend it? Uh, I would absolutely recommend it. Um, we like there's a lot of, if you look throughout the teams in the league and look through their elite prospects, there's a lot of guys that have whl experience a lot of, it's usually younger guys it's a very much so developmental league it's a like it's a great stepping stone it's really good hockey um it's just i would absolutely recommend it to get your foot in the door or like even like our our guys here that are 20 year olds i know a lot of them have good solid division three offers good youth sport offers like it's i personally think this is a great place to play junior hockey whether you're using it as a stepping stone or if you're in for all three years, like I see, I don't, I don't see many downsides of playing here. Yeah. Other than that, it's far, pretty far to travel. Yeah. Other than it's all the way across the continent. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to do the uh, traditional questions. You listen to a few episodes here, but uh, you know, you always ask. Of course, you're still a young guy, but uh, you but you met yourself at seventeen. You're you just turned nineteen, by the way. Happy birthday! Thank uh, you. Uh, so you met yourself in, at seventeen two years ago. What what advice would you give yourself that things you know now that you didn't know when you were seventeen? Um. In terms of hockey, I would just say don't be in such a rush. Like I was always in such a rush. Like I have to have to make it to this league. I have to make it on this team or whatever. Like nobody's path is different. Um, just like enjoy the ride and work as hard as you can in whatever situation you put yourself in or you find yourself in, and everything's gonna work out for a reason. Don't be basically just don't be in such a rush. It's nice. kind of my biggest piece of advice. Nice. All right. So here's the uh, the Swedish question that we ask everybody, which is uh, uh, we have a partnership with TargetAid.com, which is a fundraising organization in Sweden. And uh, who knows, they may grow into uh, we'll put a plug in here for uh, for James Reason, who's the the main guy behind uh, TargetAid. But the initiative that we have is to highlight a, a, a team that is kind of the team in my heart. So uh that's the initiative so if i was going to ask you what's the team in your heart um that's tough i've played on i had so many good memories but uh i'd probably have to go with uh 16 u queen city royals All that right. year we were it was just a brotherhood like it was so much fun like i've never really had a bad experience with hockey but that year was just fun like every day there was really no bad days that's awesome so queen cedar royals in charlotte north carolina is uh what we're going to put under the uh, under the ryan hat ryan hay header and uh, we'll see how we can help uh, out put some uh put some content for them through the targetaid.com website ryan it's been a pleasure uh we'll catch you i know uh you need to kind of organize the boxing day Hockey, oh, yeah. hockey game that was pretty cool that you you set up a couple of years ago uh so we need to do something similar at some point uh getting the boys together yeah absolutely uh, i right. really appreciate uh you having me thanks a bunch yeah.